Who were, well, who were who were we just talking about? The player that Matt and I don't we're, know. We're talking about Matt knows him. We're talking about James White. He's well, like, I know him well, since about oh, eight yeah. o'clock yesterday. I didn't know him I, before. I didn't watch no. any okay. any bit of the Super Bowl. None of it. I didn't watch. You didn't watch. How one did you second avoid the Super Bowl? Holy shit! Um, I was away this weekend. When I got back, uh, getting caught up on television was more important than watching the Super Bowl. Wow! But like, I, I keep loose tabs. On you know the four major sports, like I know who like a lot who of who won the are. who who won the World Series. Bet you don't know a player or the team. The team. The team is the Cubs. Okay, I thought I was gonna bust you for some reason. But who won, who won two years ago? You, but I couldn't tell you a player on the Cubs. Cardinals two years ago. Uh, Kansas City Royals. Oh, fuck those dudes. But like I lose enough tabs. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, like I know who the Amendola guy is in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Todd White. James? Or James, his brother. So who, who does he play for? <laughs> he plays for the New England Patriots, the world champion New England Patriots. He's like their third string running back. He's not even, the, the way that the Patriots work their running back rotation, it's it's like a completely disposable position. Blunt was their guy. Blunt's their starting running back, but played maybe five snaps in the Super Bowl. Deion Lewis is their big weapon. But he didn't play a lot either, for whatever reason. It's like Belichick kind of just knew that they had game plan for these other two running backs and was like, here's this guy that hasn't played down all season. Fucking deal with him. Did he do good? He yes. was... I, I, I don't... Because he was good in the second half. I turned it... I know Atlanta was up 23? 28-3. I turned... The second that the clock hit zeros... And the Patriots won, or, or I guess it didn't hit zeros. When they scored the touchdown in overtime, I flipped the channel and I haven't been on, like, I haven't really been on Twitter. I haven't been on Facebook. I haven't watched sports. At, like, I'm not fucking doing it. I don't need to see them celebrate. I don't need to hear people jack them off about how great they are. I'm fucking not doing it. So I don't know who even won MVP of the Super Bowl. I'm assuming it was Tom Brady. But it should have been James White because he fucking balled out last night. It was Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady said that James White should have won it. He should have. James White, well, I don't know. Tom Brady had more throwing yards in that game than any quarterback in Super Bowl history. Isn't that crazy? It didn't feel like that. It was all like... Because he did it in a quarter and a half. <laughs> he really did. He did it in the last part of the fourth quarter in overtime. That's where he got no, all the la- shit. No, last part of the third quarter through yeah. overtime. Yeah, and you know he did have an extra... Overtime period to do it, but still, like Holy. he wasn't he wasn't hitting anybody in the first because and he was quarter. pressured, man. Yeah, just right up the gut. I think it was Tom Brady from- is a completely different quarterback if you get pressure on him. He's so ordinary, but you can barely ever get pressure on him. In the second half, they didn't touch him because he he throw he has the quickest release that I've ever seen. Like of all the you know twenty years, the our football viewing like lifespan. He, he's, him and Peyton Manning are the quickest. Let me tell you something, I have never fucking seen a choke job to the degree that the Falcons choked. I've never seen it. And I thought my Pittsburgh teams choke. They don't. They don't. They, they let you down sometimes, but I don't feel like the Pittsburgh teams choke all that much. The Steelers, in our viewing lifespan, The Steelers don't have, choke because the Steelers are never winning. 
Like, whenever we lose to someone, <laughs> whenever the Steelers lose to someone, they're always losing from the opening drive. Like, it's always an uphill battle. Like, we're, this, you, with the, as a Steelers fan, you're never like, wiping your hands, this game's wrapped up, we've got this in the bag. It's always like, oh, fuck, we're playing the Patriots. Five minutes in, oh, we're down 28 to 3. Or, or it's, well, oh, we're playing the Chargers in 1994, we're super overconfident, and made a rap video Oh shit, we lost. <laughs> that, I was going to say that. motherfuckers. Did they choke there? That's a major, that, that's where I was going to go. That's a major choke. They also choked the first time they played the Patriots in the championship game in 2001 when they really should have beat the shit out of them, but they didn't. Yeah, Do you count the you... 2004 whenever the Steelers were 15-1 and one at home? No. At fucking home. No. Should they have beat no, the shit out of them that year in 2001? They got blasted. Okay, hold on. Paul, yes, they should have beaten the crap out of the Patriots that year. They were a better team, but the Patriots beat the Steelers on special teams and a and a what was it? A trick play or something? But it was certainly special teams. Mainly special teams. The Steelers put the word special in special teams on that day. Mm-hmm. They were exceptionally bad. In in two thousand four, when the Steelers went fifteen one, Ben Roethlisberger's first year, he had won fifteen games in a row, or more than that actually, because he won the. Playoffs. Playoff against the Jets. Yeah. Right. Uh, that the Steelers were starting to Ben in particular were starting to look kind of shaky toward the end of that run where like they weren't very dominant. And by the time they got to that game, the Patriots had really been on a roll, and I think they had established themselves as like the better team by then. Like I feel like the the Steelers got away with that victory against the Jets, even though Ben threw like three interceptions, basically played a really subpar game. But I still feel. They were at home. They still had momentum. They had no momentum. Ah. The Patriots had the momentum. I was afraid of the Patriots, and they did exactly what what they do. I'm trying to think of notorious choke. Oh, well, um, are you thinking? Are you trying to think of notorious Steelers choke jobs? Notorious Steelers choke because jobs. Because I feel but like I can the Patriots of, can be exempt from Steelers choke jobs because they they're the best. Own us. Yeah, they're the well. Also, not only do they own us, but they they have owned. Every team except for the ones that have Peyton Manning or a Manning at quarterback. Uh, and they even beat Peyton a fair amount of times. So Peyton still won. I think he won, I think it was four AFC Championship games against the Patriots. Uh, it, so I feel like that evens out. I don't know if he two won that many. Two, but... two as the Colts, two as the Broncos. Oh, you, oh maybe you're right. Yeah. Um, but um, so, like the, so the Patriots are exempt. Steelers choke job. I can talk. I can tell you about another choke job that was famous. That the Steelers had a hand in the reverse. They came back on the Cleveland Browns in two thousand and two. The Brown. It was at home. Heinz Field. They were down in the fourth quarter by twenty points or something like that. Yeah. It, it was unbelievable that Tommy Maddox was able to lead the Steelers <laughs> Tommy Maddox, back. Right. Like, but the, but hold on a second. Okay. That was the Browns. Granted, it was a playoff game, but it was still the Browns. <laughs> And it was the Steelers, and it was a wild card round football game. This was the ultimate stage of the ultimate game, and it was a bigger deficit. And they had to come back in less time than the Steelers had. The Steelers started their comeback in that Browns game at right before the half. The Patriots started their comeback really <laughs> the third in the, at the end of the third quarter. It What they did, as much as it makes me want to throw up all over this computer – it's unprecedented. It yeah. is the ultimate comeback. But but more than that, I believe it's the ultimate just choke because is 
as flawlessly as New England seemed to play uh, at the end, I feel like the Falcons did everything wrong that you could possibly do wrong to let it happen. Like, they had every opportunity to win. One more score makes it a four-score game. Even a couple more first downs on a couple drives would have pushed the time far far enough away for the the Patriots not to be able to come back. Did you know that the the challenge when – the catch that who, who caught the ball? Uh, Amendola. Amendola. Or, no, no uh, Edelman, Edelman caught, caught the, you Paul, you should have seen this catch. It was a catch for the ages where the Patriots receiver catches a ball that was tipped that somehow he keeps off of the ground. Amazing catch. And it was clearly a catch. You saw it in the replay. The stupid – and if the play had gone on, clock still runs. But the stupid – coach of the Falcons decides to challenge it even though it was clearly a catch he challenges it it stops the clock with about what there was like a minute no it was three something left three minutes yeah I thought there was only like a minute I don't know okay three minutes and and on top of that the Falcons were burning timeouts like they didn't matter because they had this huge lead in the third quarter well they did they wasted their timeout on that challenge and they also wasted another timeout somewhere on that same drive um, which could have helped them immensely if they would have been able to save that yeah in fairness Dan Quinn the Falcons head coach is a second year head coach not in the, the biggest former Pittsburgh Penguins forward no not no not that guy Big time spotlight. I it mean, was like, so obviously a catch, though, man. It, it was. And it you really know was. the Super Bowl. They're showing that all over the jumbo million trying. different angles. Like, yeah. he, you could see it, dude. I realize you need a break. You're looking for that break. But don't fucking stop the clock. Yeah. It was a back-breaking third down play that just let them drive. You, you know, got to compose yourself and play the, the next first down. But <clears throat> I, I don't. Yeah, second year coach. I don't care. You you have a lot of credentials to have gotten <laughs> to that point. You're ruthless, man. Is this a bigger choke job than it's the ultimate than Golden State's three one series lead over yeah. the Cavs last year? Ah, boy. Because that, boy, that oh boy. that's allowing one team to win three straight games, not just you know winning a couple quarters or a quarter and a half. That's three straight full games of the sport on its grandest stage. Right, and and one of the parts of that is that what gave uh, the Cavaliers the opening was Draymond Green from the uh, Golden State Warriors did something stupid. He tripped somebody or kicked somebody in the nuts or did something dumb, which got him suspended for one of the games, which led them to like start their the Cavs' winning streak, get on a roll, get comfortable, and figure out a formula to beat them. I don't know. Like that's a that's a big choke from having a team down three one. You're the winningest regular season team in the history of basketball. You are going for your second of two you know back to back championships. You have the MVP on your team. Um, I don't know. Like I feel the the, the Patriots is definitely the biggest choke in NFL history. I can't think of a bigger Did one. Did you see the stat that um, when they went into, I think, the fourth quarter, any team that in in uh, postseason history was 93-0 and that was winning 
through the first three quarters mm-hmm. or something like that. And and the Patriots defied every single odd against them to win. I I just I don't I can't even like you could tell me what the Cavaliers did and I'd be like, wow, that was really something. I still can't believe what the fucking Patriots did. Like it just defies all statistics and logic, especially I, since it's condensed like they, down they, to they had, essentially two and a half quarters right. of football. Like, like here's what makes it so remarkable versus coming back in a three game series. What the Patriots did, the, it, they got to a point where there was no margin for error at all. Everything had to go their way. Whereas like in a three game series, you can kind of reset. You have an opportunity to make mistakes or whatever. I feel like there's something to be said for the the amount of like the time period that you have to like cut mount this charge and come back that's harder to do over multiple games. But I do agree with you on the margin of error was razor thin to the point where the Patriots during their comeback missed an extra point, so they had to go for two. <laughs> on their final touchdown drive, they had to get a two-point conversion. Not an easy thing to do. Like, people go for them. Apparently against the Falcons, it's super fucking easy to do. And I mean, like, the Patriots, you take out... you. Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. But other than that, it's not like they have some generational talent on the field. Like, those fucking wide receivers... I will go to the grave hating... Fucking Chris Hogan and Amendola and Edelman. Those dudes are bums. I don't give a flying fuck. They stink. Well, you're just racist because they're all white guys. Well, you know who... Is that why you hate the Patriots so much? Because they have the highest percentage of whiteies in the NFL? No, they don't have the highest percentage the of whiteies. they don't. They have a lot... Of, those dudes no, 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 are no, no, white no, no, no. year in, they, year out. They, are, they have a lot of white offensive players. And that's probably why you... You think that, but it's. I don't think they have more it, white players. It's, than, it's the fact that they have white receivers that just throws you off. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I love they, Gronk. I wish Gronk was there, partying it up, <laughs> fucking spiking it on. But, me. like, it would have been excusable if this comeback happened and Gronk was there because he is a generational talent. Amendola and Edelman, dude, they're really good. They catch everything thrown to them. They're not. They catch everything. They catch everything. Did they? How many passes did they drop when they were wide open last night? Tons, but all in the first and second quarter. They look like shit, and even Chris Hogan didn't look all that like. I he, saw your tweet about that, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's right, Patriots. Fuck you." And then, like, and then I was getting ready. There was something happening in the fourth quarter. I was getting ready to tweet about Chris Hogan again because I am fucking butt hurt that he crushed us. Um, and then he completed some big fourth down. I was like, "Motherfucker." <laughs> I'm no diehard football fan. Really? I, huh. Right. I, Coming I, from the guy who didn't watch the Super Bowl. That's surprising. I support, no, <laughs> wow. Like, no. not even for Lady Gaga? I support Which some local players. Which was great, players, by the way. Oh, I, I, I really appreciated like, really? Her, her Dazzler-inspired outfit. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Lots not, of Zool and her who wore it best. Right. Like, I'm, but I'm, I'm no huge, uh, huge football guy, so I really didn't give a shit who won last night. But what did bring me joy was seeing all the crestfallen Falcons bandwagoners who were touting Falcons for life for the first couple quarters, and then all of a sudden, uh-oh, oh. here comes King Tom Brady. In fairness, and it that was... That felt so fucking 
good. In fairness, it was Falcons for a night. <laughs> yeah, the just the sheer delight in other people's misery last I, night is what meant the most to me I, in Super Bowl 51. Yeah, <laughs> but... Super Bowl schadenfreude and bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I was just so happy that, like... Okay, finally, the Patriots dynasty is over. They're going to get just beat down. They don't even belong in this game. And then, finally, like, nobody's going to be talking about next year. And then they did what they did, man. Like, they now did. they're the favorites to win it again next they, year. They did, like, the undeniably the most impressive thing that I've seen them do in a 20-year span mm-hmm. of them dominating the NFL. Right. And I'm like, fuck, I hate, I don't even want to watch it next year. I'm fucking done. Like, because I, I, I like how you say you don't want to watch it next year. Like, because they're going to be in the Super Bowl again. I'm going to get my uh, preseason magazine whenever I leave here tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, it's 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 tough. It must have been how the rest of the NFL felt during the Steelers dynasty. No, this is more aggressive because this is over a longer span of time because during the free agent and salary cap era. Essentially with one great player being the the constant. Yep. yep. I mean, there's no other player that's been on that team since he took over in 01. No. He's the only one. No. I mean, and, and he did it, it like... It helps that he's the best that ever played his position, which is the most important position, but... So fucking clutch, man. And I and on Twitter, I'm watching, and people are like, oh, here it goes. This is the... They talk about Joe Montana's, hey, it's John Candy moment, where he relaxed the team to go in the drive against the Bengals in that, that game in the 80s. And, I mean, Brady just fucking you, drove them down the field. Did you see, like, when they scored their first touchdown um, and Brady's just kind of, like, doing, like, real, like, kind of soft-looking head bumps? You mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. It's just like, hey, good job. And there was no over-celebration. But, like, I even then I got the sense, like, they think they can still fucking win. They're silly because there's no way. But they think they can win. And this is going to end up a lot closer than it looks. I didn't think they'd actually pull it off at that time. And it's but. that it's that sporting like that um, once the momentum starts going and you start thinking about like uh, let it, back in the day when it's Michael Jordan, he starts getting hot or Tiger Woods when he starts heating up and the opposition is like, oh, fuck, this is the greatest player of all time that's starting to come back on me. You with can the see tiniest it. head and the biggest helmet. <laughs> you can see it with the Falcons, man. They were, by the beginning of the fourth quarter, they were shook. They couldn't fucking do anything. Well, not only that. Offensive or defense. Dude, they played half the amount of offensive snaps that the Patriots did. Tom Brady threw the ball 66 times. Are you serious? How many did game? he complete? Probably like 40 50. Something, or 40 yeah. something. <sighs> Craziness. I mean, it's just... I don't know. I don't know how to feel about football now because <laughs> I'm so disillusioned. It, it throws everything out of balance because now this is the greatest dynasty of all time, the greatest comeback, the greatest game, all that stuff for the team that you just fucking hate. That's a tough pill to swallow as a as a Patriots hater. What I will say this before we sign off, Ian. This loss was so bad for the Falcons. I this is a soul crushing loss. This is a loss that will make them have five wins next year. It's so yeah. bad. So let's let's go. Let's run down some real bad Super Bowl losses. Um, one that jumps to mind is the I didn't watch it. It was in the seventies, but I've seen it over and over again. 
the Cowboys against the Steelers. I think it was the second Steelers-Cowboys <clears throat> matchup where the Cowboys were driving down for a go-ahead touchdown, throw the ball to the tight end, wide open, just fucking drops it in the end zone. And I think then eventually Pittsburgh goes and, and, and comes back. And yeah, but that wasn't like the last play of the game or anything. It wasn't. I'm just it saying, just like, that's, that's, a, that's a crushing defeat. Yeah. Um, wide right, the Bills against the Giants in 90, I think it was. Yeah. Yep. That's a crushing defeat. 43-yard uh, field goal attempt, Paul. Pretty long, pretty long in the swirling wind of, were they in New York? Was it New York? No, they had never played a, a non-Southern or Dome Super Bowl until just recently. Where was it then? It, somewhere south or in a Dome. Uh, yeah, or maybe the Rose Bowl or something like that. Yeah, um, in California. So that's, that's, a, that's a bad one. Um what else I think it? the Seahawks was crushing because oh, they fuck. had that game yes. won against the Patriots. Uh, do you remember that one, Paul? The Patriots. Nope. That happened Patri- a couple of years Seahawks ago, maybe two years ago. We're running the ball at will against the Patriots. All they had to do, they were on the, the goal line, basically. Is or the two yard they were, page Seahawks? Yes. They called them called them beast mode because he just yeah. was like it was like he got that the gold star in Mario couldn't be stopped he because he, he transformed into an ape or all they had to like do that. all they had That's to do racist I, it was optimal prime it was the first one that came to mind it's the only <laughs> fucking beast Mo- wars transformer I know huh Paul that's a good pull it's a that's where it's good pull well that's where that's where beast mode comes from hmm god Is damn that it because they also had fucking Megatron on their team they didn't, but who he had was. Megatron? The Lions had Megatron. Anyway, they were all they had to do was give him the ball, and he can probably lunge into the end zone. Oh, and it's, that's I do it. remember that. But they decide to be cute and throw the ball, and the Patriots intercepted, and that's it. That's the game. I do remember that. I feel like the Steelers Cardinals was also a crushing defeat for the Cardinals. Not that the Cardinals have much to put on their mantle and stare at. <laughs> But that's got to hurt for the Steelers to drive essentially from the two-yard line yeah. all the way down on them with one of the more impressive Super Bowl catches in the back of the end zone, tiptoes over three defenders. That's a crushing defeat. Yeah. Yeah, because the the Cardinals had that game. They were in the lead, and they, they gave it up. But anyway... Oh, there's think, there's your annual football talk, Paul. Yeah, thanks for uh, you know, humoring me with a little football talk. For the Mix Sauce Sports Network <laughs> for the handful of listeners that are always like, you guys should talk football. Here's uh, here's a quick little you know twenty three minute uh, quick hits on uh, Super Bowl Fifty One. Da 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 